Hello, and welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast where we cover magic, herbalism, and more. I'm Nick. And I'm Shannon. And as always, we are your co-hosts, and Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first episode being recorded in 2023. Woo! Woo! Welcome to 2023. Um, Yeah, thanks everyone for like chilling with us while we took a few weeks off. It's been a long time since we um, had a break. By that, I mean, I don't think we've ever taken more than like one week off, including when my sister died. So yeah. Uh, so. It was nice, I think, to have a little break, um, but hopefully you all enjoyed your, like, festive holiday season. Um, I'm, like, on the very tail end of being super sick, so I apologize if I end up getting gravelier throughout the podcast. Um, I am sorry to disappoint you. Stevie Nicks is not guesting. I'm just <laughs> sick and starting to sound progressively more goat-like as we go. Um but we thought it would be fun to kind of like start the year off with like a look ahead and talking about some things we're looking forward to for the year. Um, maybe doing a little talk about like the tarot cards of the year. Uh, I wanted to start by saying it's a seven year, which I think oh, is yeah. really exciting, right? So 2023, um, I guess we can kind of start with talking about tarot card of the year. So there are different ways to calculate this. I do it by like for 2023, obviously you add up the numbers and you get seven. So that's the chariot, which is great fun for the birthday for, for your like personal tarot card of the year. I do it where you add up the digits of your birthday and the year. So for me, it's like eight plus two plus five plus two plus two plus three. Um, and then you reduce it until you get to a single number. So I know that there are 21 number cards in the major uh in the major arcana some people do it differently the way i do it is reducing it down to one because with the way it breaks down every card has a teacher card and if you have a one year it's also a 10 year so you know that's the way i do it some people do it where they reduce until they get to like one to 22 but for me when i work that way i'm in an emperor year which is interesting and I'll talk about it a little bit more, but um, Nick, what are, so how, how have you calculated and what, what are you using as like your tarot card of the year? So I um, did look at mine <laughs> yesterday and so I had um, Hierophant for single digit, but Temperance for double digit. So I had 14, which puts me in a five year um, but I was actually reading a really interesting article about that. Um, basically, the lady that wrote it was saying, like, the fully reduced one is kind of like an overarching theme of the year, but the uh, the double-digit one um, might be something, you know, like a focus. Oh, that's um, an interesting way to look at it. Kind of in that broader theme, which actually, I think with it being the Hierophant and Temperance, like really those um, are are playing together nicely or maybe not so yeah. nicely. But I think with, with kind of what I have planned for the year, um, Temperance really was something that was like hitting me yeah. square, square in the gut. Um, and I think that's like the most important thing, right? It's like there are as many ways to like determine a card of the year as there are tarot card readers, which is to say fucking infinite. But like you really have to go with your gut 
And so it's like, if you're jiving with temperance, like, I think that's the way to go, like to focus on that. So do you want to like, maybe talk a little bit about what that means? I can talk a little bit about my interpretation of emperor, and then we can like have a little kiki about like having chariot as the yeah no for sure so for me the reason i was thinking about temperance is because temperance is all about like finding the right balance yeah and personally i think with my big travel plans this year and really trying to travel more going forward um it's one of those things where it's like i do have to rein in some of my excess in my personal life to be able to do that um and I think, you know, finding the right balance is going to be important to be able to make that kind of stuff happen going forward, um, which does feel like a big theme for this year. I am, I know I'm absolutely unhinged, um, but I have bought a third ticket to Japan. Woo! Fingers crossed I actually get to go this time. Hey, you know what? I think it's like, this is this is your temperance year so whatever you've 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 waited i i have waited i have waited and um i've i've been as patient as i possibly can but this this is the year this is the year that that's going to happen i'm also you know just really excited about the the planning of it all which does feel um you know in that vein of temperance like something fun i can do that is free um, I like that. But also, you know, I do feel like, you know, kind of the lovers here um, kind of saw me really, really like overextending myself, um, just really kind of playing with fire, so to speak, uh, burning the candle on both ends, that kind of thing. So I think a little temperance here might be just what the doctor ordered. I think that's good. I think temperance is like a good level-headed card, especially when we're thinking about like, we get, we have a fucking like, I think it's, a, we have a solar, is it a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse? Hold on. I have to look at this because there's a big eclipse in Aries happening um, that is like kicking off April. Uh, I was like looking at, I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. It's a, so on April 20th, there's a solar eclipse in Aries which oh wow I think is going to be kind of intense energy so it's probably nice to have that like temperance card running in the background because I I'm just anticipating April is going to be funky for a lot of reasons um but that one I think is obviously like kind of a whoo we'll see and what of, happens there and of, and of course that is my birth month and it's like one of the last degrees of Aries too so really going out with a bang with Aries season on that one yeah yeah I think Aries season is going to be really fascinating this year but it, it's I think we've got some really cool shit coming like towards the end of the year which we can talk about a little bit later with like more of the astrology stuff but I I love that so for me I mean the emperor year I think <clears throat> is interesting um you know, I think a lot of people might know I had like a job transition happen recently and a lot of things in my life have felt kind of in flux as far as like the material is concerned um, in ways that are like, you know, both positive, but also challenging. Right. You know, I went from having this job where I made significantly less, but I had a lot more free time 
to a job where I'm making substantially more, but have less free time, even though the work is more rewarding. Um, you know, and the emperor is all about like, you know, building your empire, right? It's like, what do you want your life to look like? And what is it? What is a world like where you're the personal authority in your own life? And I think this is something that I really need to like kind of kick into gear because I did feel like I was floundering at the end of last year a bit, um, which is fair. You know, there was like a lot of huge transitions happening. Uh, last year was a rough year for me. Like it was yeah. my empress year, but it was like, you know, we had some really, really traumatic things happen. So I think coming into like my personal emperor year feels kind of empowering too, where it's like, okay, you know what? Like some shit went down, but now we're going to like build your fempire. Here you go. Like, let's turn that pain into something good which i i feel like transitions really well into talking about the chariot card because like the chariot card man like that's um that's a big one right like thinking about like change and momentum and i i feel like i know we're going to talk probably a little bit more about astrology later but i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about the fact that it's a chariot year and we also have Pluto taking its first move into Aquarius. I mean, it'll slip back into Capricorn before fully moving into Aquarius in January of 2024. But we have that big transition happening. And then Saturn is moving into Pisces. And I think that's going to be an interesting vibe. Oh, yeah. Having Saturn in Pisces. Um, and also, but it's when Saturn moves into Pisces, that means our Saturn return is over yeah and god our Saturn return you know I felt so cocky at the beginning of it and I was like oh this yeah is great positive transformation and like at the end of the day everything that has happened has caused really good growth but man there were some pain points by the end of it but I I think the great thing about the chariot card is it's like this is such a, like, it's a the journey, not the destination vibe, which right, I right, think right. is really challenging for a lot of reasons, especially for me. So it's like, speaking of Saturn, it's like, I am a very Saturnian person and I love boundaries and checklists and goals and something that I have to work on a lot in my shadow work is like this um, rigidity that I deal with. Um, and I, that's something else that I think the chariot card is great for, right? Like it's so good for shadow work because it's like, you have to like have movement, but like seven is it does, also- It does feel very Saturnian too. Yeah, it does. And, and it you know, does. I was, I was actually feeling like, you know, like the, the chariot also kind of feels like a good reckoning kind of moment after the chaos that has been the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. And I think that like, we're seeing that too. in in the stars, right? I mean, like, we've talked so much about like, the US's Pluto return uh -huh. happening. Yeah. And then we've got Pluto moving into Aquarius and Aquarius is like the humanitarian. And which, it's is, like... which is going to be so great. I was actually saying, um, I am actually really jazzed 
you know, in about 20, 25 years to, like, meet some of the Pluto and Aquarius generation that's going to be coming oh, up. No. Oh, sorry. Hold on. You froze on. Oh, um, well, now you froze on me. Are you back? Oh, there you are. Yeah, sorry. I lost you for a second. You froze on. You were jazzed. Oh, no. I was saying I'm jazzed uh, to meet like, you know, in like 25, 30 years to like see those like, uh, you know, those like Pluto and Aquarius generation coming up. Oh my God. Yeah. I am fascinated. I think that they're going to be like such really cool. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to be really cool people. I, I do think that there's like every generation has something special about it, but I think that having Pluto and Aquarius is really, um, I think that's going to be interesting but I do think those like big movements do just make so much sense in a seven year, in a chariot year, um, because like also adaptability and resilience are big themes with the charity, right? Like how, with the cha uh, charity, with the chariot, like how do you deal with having to take U-turns? And that's something that I think, especially in our modern era, we could all use some you know work on because like I feel like the chariot has there's so much idealism in it mm -hmm. but it you need a lot of like work to back it up if that yeah. makes sense um so yeah and I, I think this is just I'm really interested to see how this um how this plays out because the the teacher card so in um what is her name there's a woman who wrote a book called tarot constellations and she talks about teacher cards in tarot and it's kind of like the card that has like the opposite energy and you can think about that as like kind of the shadow side of the card and yeah, the yeah, teacher yeah. card the teacher card for the chariot is the tower is it mary um, greer yes yes thank you um so I do think that it's interesting to have like such a big transformational year and then the reminder in the background that like the teacher card is the tower. <laughs> but I, I really do feel like that makes so much sense after the couple of years we've all kind of collectively had. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like almost like the reminder is not needed. Um, <laughs> yeah it's like hey we're still here but I mean who could, that's who could forget <laughs> who could ever forget um but I do I think seven is just such a really cool number to to think about even just outside of like tarot just with like numerology right like sevens come up all the time like there's the seven classical planets in astrology there's seven chakras there's seven days of the week like um there's seven tones on the um on like the diatonic musical scale like we see sevens come up so much and there is something about it that's like I think feels really good after all of the shit that we've yeah. been dealing with yeah 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 and it's I mean it's like you know it's a lucky number for a reason right yeah exactly lucky number seven and I, I think that we get some cool stuff in it. So like the chariots associated with um, cancer and the moon and we have a blue moon this year. So we get an extra lunation cycle, nice. which I'm really excited about because it happens in August oh. and we start August 1st, Lunasa 
on a full moon. And then we mm. get a blue moon on August 30th in Pisces, which I feel like is a kind of perfect in a chariot year when there is so much of that like momentum and like doing that like kind of ongoing planning. I think people that do like moon work this year is going to be really powerful for that. And if you don't, like maybe this is the time to try it because there's some exciting shit happening with it. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've we've got the Aquarius full moon on Lamas or Lunasa on August 1st and then the Pisces blue moon on August 30th. And can I just say how excited I am to have a blue moon in Pisces in August? Yeah, that, well, I mean, that's like made for you. No, I know. No doubt. No doubt. I, I'm like, there's going to just be a barrel of water outside so I can just like get all that energy and keep it forever. Because, yeah, just one of those um, like one of those like rain collection barrels. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is going to be um, quite, quite a way to go. But I do think that like this year has kind of started out, I think, interestingly quiet, considering we've got that big like event happening in April. Um, because we have like Mars and Mercury are both currently retrograde and they'll station direct in like Mar Mercury stations direct in the middle of this month and then Mars stations direct I think in like March but it's wild because of like the Mars retrograde it's been in Gemini for fucking like seven months or yeah. something crazy like that yeah. and I am really ready to like kind of shake off that energy <laughs> yeah God, no doubt no doubt damn like it does kind of feel like communication has been wonky and frenetic and look I have to admit I am an Aquarius rising I'm not a great communicator in general um notoriously I'm not a responder to text messages very reliably no and I mean I'm your best friend and I can't even get you to respond to text messages but I respond to you more than anyone no I I, I know and <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's like it's um it's oftentimes never right away yeah so I'll get like a text back and I'll be like what did I even say <laughs> <laughs> I know I know it's like one of my um it's one of my problems, but it I, I do also feel like it's the most Aquarian thing about me that's very, like, stereotypically Aquarian is, like, never fucking responding to text messages, um, <laughs> which just makes me laugh. But I, I think that for me, just kind of, like, to back up into, like, bigger themes of the year, like, thinking about having the chariot, um, the tower as the teacher card, the emperor as my personal card of the year. And I think the teacher card for the emperor is death. Um, I was feeling like <clears throat> this year I want to like do some focus on some shadow work. I dyed my hair dark at the end of last year and was like, well, this makes sense. About to enter my villain era, as they as the young kids say. Um, but my like magical moment of the week, I just have to fucking talk about because this was bonkers mind-blowing so I did my like manifestation like thinking about the year I did I do all of my like beginning of the year journaling and goals in the bath because I'm a fucking Pisces full moon baby and I was like talking I was like doing some thinking and I was like okay this year for me I really do want to focus on shadow work last year was such a struggle I want to find ways to like really incorporate that and so I was like I'm going to set an intention I want to like 
really focus on working with Hecate and Persephone. Like I'm just feeling really called to working with them. And I shit you not the next day I was like getting out of the shower and it sounded like a lawnmower was going off outside. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I looked outside and there were crows everywhere. Like, hundreds of crows I have never seen so many in one place and they were all like located right around our place in that sycamore outside and Eric and I walked out to walk Willow and I was just like what the fuck and Eric was like what did you do and I was like do you want to know because (laughs) this kind of feels like my fault um but it felt like it was just so wild I was like okay but but Hecate is out and about and like I know whatever but i saw this tiktok the other day right where they have this filter that like turns you into an anime character right harmless but i mean you know supposedly uh they are trying to steal everyone's face whatever they probably already have my face they already have my face they already have my face um anyway basically this girl was like, Hecate, if you're here, show yourself. And then takes a picture. And there's a lady in black in the background of the damn photo. Oh my god, she's here. She's (laughs) here. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's her time. But I did pick up this great book that day because I was like, okay, well, fuck. Yes, ma'am. I get it. I'm coming. So I, I got this great book that Eric actually caught because we um, annually do a like January trip to Barnes and Noble and spend an obscene amount of money on books because uh, we're a Capricorn and a Virgo that live together and we'll never have enough bookshelves. Um, but it's this book called Dark Goddess Craft. Ooh. And it's uh, the back of it. It's like connect with the magic of the dark goddess. She waits to guide you through the shadows and lead you to rebirth. Will you follow her into the dark? And so Hecate and Persephone are both in here. But there's also a bunch of other like dark goddess deities. So like Sedna, Kali, Eris, um, Skatnak, uh, like the washer at the Ford is the very first one. Um, so this woman is like, she focuses a lot on like Celtic deity work. So I'm really excited to get into this and maybe is that, we'll... is that, is that like is that like Modron? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that supposed so to be Modron? I the washer at the Ford could be Motron. It's it's like she's one of those that um hold on let me get to it. I also did get a whole book on like Celtic, Irish, Celtic and Irish myths, which I'm so excited to share with you guys. Um so hold on, let me get to this page with her because I've like started getting into it a little bit. And this book I think is gonna be really fun. I like cannot wait to update you guys. Um so <laughs> she's like this washerwoman right and she's supposed to help you like cleanse but this is like sometimes it's bad but some people also interpret it as modron and she's in the the moitura so sometimes she's also queen Maeve. like it's one of those where like the washer at the ford is like could be a few different deities that kind of like are almost interpreted kind of, in almost kind ways. of getting into that realm of like an archetype yeah but it's like officially the title is like often given to i think it's pronounced bad it's like b-a-d-b so it's like one of the triple goddesses that make up the morrigan mm. but then again like we know like the morrigan and mave and modron all have like this very 
tangled web mm-hmm. when we're looking mm-hmm. at like deity history um <clears throat> but that's why they just went with like the washer at the ford to talk about her yes, because of course, it's like of it could be a few people um and there was like a book on the morgan and i was like look girl like i know i am gonna end up working with her this year but i'm starting slow with hecate because i like know her and feel comfortable with her but i i also like had a fucking book about the morgan at eye level right after i also had all those crows and i was just like okay but i want them to be hecate because i'm scared of the morgan (laughs) um which i feel like is a responsible mindset Uh, yeah you know back in the qwp days we we did kind of warn people about working with the morgan uh because that's a that's a there's just a lot there's a lot there you just have to be like ready and i don't feel like i'm ready yet but i'm gonna work with hecate and persephone because like i'm just really feeling drawn to those two and like you know everyone knows i've had a soft spot for hecate for a long time i mean like hi so original a modern witch that loves hecate whatever but I don't know. It just felt like the thing to do. So I'm really excited to do shadow work, but also, holy fuck, I've never seen so many crows in one place. Oh, wow. Well, um, kind of speaking on the the Persephone, because you did mention Persephone, I am definitely going to be um, revisiting the wildflower season again this year, because that was probably the most popular thing we ever, ever did on Instagram. I know. You blew up our Instagram, and it was everything um so you know i'm definitely kind of planning on doing more of that i would love to go out to either inks lake or mckinney falls um and actually do like a little camping trip around it um i have kind of put some feelers out just to kind of see what's going on with that but um that's really and you know it's one of those things where it's like it seems like oh uh you know end of march beginning of april is so far away it's really not it's no, really it's not. not especially when you're grown-ups and you have to like plan time off um i really want to like something that this year i want to do because eric and i haven't done it since we've lived out here and i feel like makes sense the poppy super bloom if mm. it happens I mean, because I'm growing poppies. I have several different varieties of poppy that I've added to my garden this year. And I do think that's something I want to do is like once my flowers start coming in, maybe do a few more lives in my garden because I have my narcissus that are just like fucking in flower in January. Speaking of Hecate, it's like, hey girl, hey. Um, I literally have like three bundles of narcissus just growing. Why? because Hecate that's the only thing that makes sense like I I cannot fathom other reasons um but I planted you know a bunch of like black tulips and stuff but I I also went out and did a bunch of daffodils and uh crocus because with Persephone I was like okay I really want to plant some spring like some early crocus for Persephone because those are like big Persephone vibes I, I also do just love crocus too they're so underappreciated. Like, I, I I feel like, you know, like, that's the cut, like, crocus and snapdragons are, like, my my witchy cottage in the woods. What am I going to, what wildflowers am I going to grow? Yeah, I do have, I planted some black hollyhock, but those won't actually be, like, flowers until next year. Um, and I have some foxglove that's coming up. And I, I bought these like beautiful, I bought these seeds for these really beautiful, like lavender double poppies that I think are going to be just like to 
die for gorgeous. Um, and then of course I, I bought more moonflower seeds because you can never have enough. And my borage is also flowering. I planted borage and I was like, cool, I'll get flowers in a couple of months. I have borage flowers. I, I don't know what to tell you people. It's 50 degrees in Los Angeles. Like it doesn't make sense, but, um, green witches can't be stopped, I suppose. <laughs> But I, I did, I, I mean, on a plant note, I just have to say, I got a wish list plant yesterday for, not yesterday, the day before yesterday for $30. I got a tiny, it's like small, but I got a philodendron pink princess finally. Ooh. And like, I could cry. You know, I don't know how much uh, any of our listeners are like actually super into houseplants because we ended up doing more herbalism stuff because that seemed to be more of interest. but. Like this time last year, you couldn't get a fucking node of that for like a node without a leaf on, on it for like under a hundred bucks. Like they're, they were so expensive, but Mickey's Hargate, our local plant shop started like growing their own starts. And so I got one that's like maybe like six inches tall for $29, which, um, it sounds expensive, but like when you look at the prices from a year ago, it's fucking bananas and also makes me really glad I didn't spend $150 on a house plant because look, y'all, I have some self-control, <laughs> like a little bit. I won't spend more than $50 on a plant. Like I refuse to. Um, it's just like a personal thing. I'm like, I would rather get a small plant and grow it up and, you know, deal with waiting than spend a shit ton of money on a big plant. Um, the only one I've spent more on is I did, well, no, no, because I got it on sale. It was full price listed at $60, my um, my ZZ, my Raven ZZ plant, but uh, it was on sale, so I got it for $40. So I'm, I've stuck to that rule. I have, um, well, uh, you know, we've been, because y'all were here recently, so you actually did get to see, I think, um, the aftermath of that bad freeze we had. Yeah, that was so sad. So I have your moonflower seeds, of which I, I was able to to save three. Hey. Um, I saved three. I gave two away, um, you know, and. That feels right. Yeah. Well, because it was kind of like, you know, um, Callie and Carolyn, um, my friends here in town, they both have houses. And I thought, what a lovely gift um, to like give you guys to maybe have something to to plant um, in your in your yard. Um, and and especially... I love that they're like making their way around. Like that's yeah, exactly, so, exactly. That feels so nice. So, but I kept three. I kept one pod. And um, I'm definitely, I think I'm going to get those started soon and just like have them in the window until the, you know, the last frost is over. Oh my God, I love it. I'm um, like, keep I'm talking. Like... I, I have my earbud in, but I was going to go grab my seeds because I did want to like go through and talk a little bit more about the rest of them, but I can't remember everything I have, but I can still hear you. So keep going. Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got mo three moonflower seeds that I'm wanting to start, and then I also have some like Texas wildflower seeds that um, were like a a handout at a wedding party I worked, um, you know, just like a little in the gift goodie bags or whatever, um, and I think they were supposed to be throwing them as like rice, 
but I just saved one. So I'm going to try to see if I can get some of those going because we just have a bunch of empty pots on the patio now. So um, could be nice to just get something, some little sprouts, some little wildflowers. Um, I'm especially excited to maybe plant some Texas wildflowers because they should do well without a lot of interference from me who keeps killing plants. Oh my God, I love it. Well, and you know, one of my garden beds, so when you walk up to my house, you know, the one on the right, I've kind of like, con I'm converting it to a hummingbird garden. So it's going to be almost exclusively like local native California wildflowers. Um, and then my other garden bed, <laughs> I converted to like succulents. So I'm really doing my flowers and stuff in that like big empty space because I'm like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm growing my garden in a way that like gives as much as I get out of it and we have so many hummingbirds in Park La Brea that I cannot wait to like see more of them but I I went and got my my like my seeds and guys if you haven't checked out Seed Savers Exchange like I cannot recommend it enough they do um heirlooms and it's kind of cool because for some of them too, they'll like have the story of like where the heirloom varieties come from. So it'll be like, you know, so-and-so is like grandpa always had these in his garden. Um, so I got Gatterman heirloom poppies that are these like bright, like pink, red kind of pom-pom looking poppies. Ooh, love that. And we know poppies love California. So here's my, my lavender, um, double poppy flower it almost looks kind of like a chrysanthemum mixed with a dahlia but it's a poppy she's she's giving a little chaos she is and i love it um and then i i mean i got zinnias because i just i love zinnias and they're so easy to grow and then my my new one that i'm excited to try night scented tobacco because i'm gonna work on that moon garden moment some more Oh, so wow. I got okay. some nice scented tobacco that I'm going to grow with my moonflowers, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I mean, and it's not really like part of the nighttime garden, but I did get some more passion flower. I'm going to try again this year. My passion flower didn't work last year. Um, yeah, guys, real talk. I do a podcast on plant stuff and I, I had seeds that didn't work. Um, and then I was also really stoked to try growing a couple of like these black knight pin cushions because i've seen them and i just think they're so pretty yeah like no they're gorgeous these they're, were, they're, like, give, they're giving a little bit of goth they're giving a little bit of goth you know oh you know i love a goth garden moment everything in my garden is either like really dark deep red lavender and blue <clears throat> or white like except for my zinnias but i'm adding these to like my little butterfly hummingbird wildflower chaos garden bed so they'll they'll fit right in and then these love in a mist uh miss jekyll flowers are like they just feel so victorian to me for some reason that because they, almo they almost look like little little ballerinas yes and i love them and then i got these like beautiful autumn beauty sunflowers that i'm gonna plant in february that are like the maroony dark sunflowers um, but as far as like fruits and vegetables, I did decide like one of the things I'm cutting back on this year because, you know, speaking of having a new job and everything being very different for me, I'm going to be growing less food than I have in the past. I'm going to grow probably like 
one or two tomato plants, maybe a pepper plant. Um, but then I wanted to like focus on my herbs more than anything. So I got some stuff that would be easy to grow. So I got watermelon because, you know, watermelon is actually pretty easy to grow, but it's this moon and stars watermelon that's like Ooh. speckled on the outside. So I was like, look, if I'm going to grow fruits and veggies, they better be pretty. And then I got these ground cherries because I am like, I really want to make ground cherry pie and make like jams and shit. But the oh, thing is, well, and I feel like at this point, I'm a broken record. I talk about it every episode. Black Forager did do an episode on her TikTok about ground cherries um, and how, yeah. uh, but also because I remember because they look like little tomatillos with like the papery skins. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about it. Um, and then my next big adventure in the garden this year, though, is, uh, you know, I've been talking to you about wanting to do like natural dyes. So for Christmas, I put on my list and actually got um, these. So Northern Dyer is this vendor on Etsy and she has a grow your own natural dye garden. And so it has like some marigold, which is great. Some uh, coreopsis, which is great. Some uh, cultivated woad, which will be really pretty. But the big heavy hitter here. I'm going to try growing indigo, y'all. This, this is actually what I am so excited to see how this turns out. Me too. I'm like, I am really excited to try growing indigo. Like, because I think that's going to be so fun. I have been getting so many natural dye projects on my For You page. Um, it's having a moment. It is. It is it the is. moment. It really is. Like, And I'm here for it. I am here for it because it is like, it is fun. It is cool. It is good for the environment because like chemical dyes have like, they produce wastewater runoff that is like not good for aquatic life. Um, but I, where, I do whereas, whereas a leaf or a flower is, is not fine. going, is not going to do that. And it's like, look, if you're growing calendula, you can use some of it to make your skin, like your beautiful, like skin oil. And then whatever's left, you can make some cute socks. Like yeah. what? Por que no los dos? Like, and I mean, in this economy, shouldn't everyone have two jobs? I mean, come on. Yeah, come on, Calendula. Get your shit together. Um, I am also going to be growing St. John's wort in my uh, herb garden, which I'm excited about. Because again, speaking of double duty, St. John's wort obviously is like good for everything, especially your skin. And I have lots of skin issues, but I have seen some really pretty like dye projects with it. So more to come but oh, but one watch, of the things watch this space watch this space <laughs> watch this space one of the things I do like one of my sort of like resolutions for the year is to like try and get more active on our Instagram again and I know you want to do the wildflower lives and I want to start doing a few more like gardening lives again because I feel like people like those um but you know if there's other things y'all want to see us doing on there Oh like, yeah. let let's know. let's let's go ahead and just say um we are doing um one of our you know like planning meetings here in the next couple weeks. So if anyone has any ideas, any shout outs, anything that you would like to see in an episode, now's the time. Like right yeah. now, as you're listening to this, whatever, like four days from now from recording, um, now is the time. Now's the time. 
you know, you can email us wandsandfranzpod at gmail.com or you can Instagram message us at wandsandfranzpod on Instagram. That's honestly probably the fastest way to get a response. Um, once in a while we get an email, which is great, but like really Instagram is kind of where we're the most Instagram, Instagram's where it's at. And I'm going to be so honest. I'm like so millennial about it. Like that's my main form of social media. And I just have the ones and fronds page hooked up to my app. So like I get the notifications I get, you know, it's right there on my phone. Um, so yeah, Yeah. hit us up. It's also, I do, I do feel like, um, you know, like a lot of the people that we've kind of made friends with doing this are also kind of in that kind of age bracket where like Instagram is like the main thing we use. So Yeah, look, we're in our 30s and 40s. We can't <laughs> learn TikTok. We can enjoy TikTok secondhand through Instagram mostly. <laughs> like, I, and- I, I, I am on TikTok, but I do not make TikToks, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was on TikTok, and then I was like, why don't I just watch this through Instagram, like I'm doing most of the time anyway, um, because I'm fucking old, and I'm tired, y'all, but also, what was up with them putting the AOL away messages in the Instagram messaging app? Like, I... what the fuck? I'm, I'm here for it, but also, like, this is what happens when millennials become the decision makers. No, I, I thought that was so funny because all the like younger people were like, I hate this. What is this? And I was like, it's the AOL away message. You're supposed yeah. to put like star, star, squiggly line, squiggly line, cut my wrists, black my eyes. Rar. Rar. Um, or like a kitty cat face or, you know, just like whatever yeah. you're feeling. <laughs> it's like just whatever your mood is when you leave your computer I mean your phone I know you don't leave your phone people but we used to walk <laughs> away from technology no and like, oh my god maybe you could play snake on your Nokia brick but like <laughs> it's a different time um I am like I don't know I'm feeling good about 2023 though personally I, just overall I too. I'm really uh wanting to learn I do have that book of Japanese folk tales that I really want to get into um I want to do more birding this year I love um, it which is a hint about our next episode um bird law I just that is my favorite like Charlie bit from it's always sunny oh yeah bird well, laws no, when, I, when I went camping in October I was like there's so many birds I, you know, it's like, I wish I had the knowledge and the supplies to like actually be birding because I, that's like really the one thing that was like catching up. There was also some beautiful goldenrod out in the woods because it was goldenrod season. Ooh, gorge. Um, But no, I was like, I wish I knew what birds were. Like I know my local birds and, you know, I could probably spot some famous birds, but like, yeah, I've gotten much more into like trying to figure out what different birds are since I've lived in Park La Brea because we're like, there's a lot of birds here. And I didn't realize how many different types of hummingbirds there were in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I knew there were a lot, but I was like, in LA? I mean, this whole city shouldn't exist, but what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> so but it I, does. So. But it does. And I got um, another like Christmas gifts I got from my husband's very sweet family. I got two uh, foraging books 
on Western United States and California, like plants and herbs. So, you know, I also, I found out that like some of the things that were like weed-like that I didn't know what they were in my garden are edible. Oh so, yeah. No, that's, that's and fun. That's, that's exciting when you like, I don't know, realize that something that you've seen out and about everywhere I'm like, oh, has, I could eat that. It's like an edible component. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. Who That's knew? going in my salad. Here we go. <laughs> um, so, you know, Black Forager, I think, is inspiring a generation. Um, but also, I was really excited to get them because, you know, we've talked about it on here a lot. But especially if you're, like, eating stuff, it's important to know what you're getting. Like, you know, again, a lot of things won't kill you. But why get a rash if you don't have to? Right. Well, and it's it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, she goes into the ethics of it. She goes into like the history of it. Like, I think it's just such a fascinating channel. Um, and I've passed many a happy hour just watching the backlogs. Also, like, um, fuck capitalism. There's enough food to go around. Like, food scarcity is uh, in the United States, at least, is a lie. Like, it really is. perpetuated it really is. by fucking grocery chains because. Like, you can eat so much stuff, and it's actually, like, really good. You just have been taught that they're weeds that you should pour chemicals on instead of well, and roasting the, uh, them. The idea of lawn culture. Fuck lawns. Down with lawns. Down with lawns. I really think it's, like, it's not even just about food availability. It's really kind of ugly. It's boring um like purely from an aesthetic standpoint like your square of grass your square of perfect grass is an eyesore i said i'll say it i i forget the number but it's something obscene it's like hundreds of thousands of like birds die every year because of lawn maintenance chemicals yeah like you're gonna fucking kill birds so you can have an ugly scrap of grass why Why? And that's and that's like the most boomery bullshit. And dandelions are cute. Leave dandelions, dandelions alone. are cute. Da- okay, and like truly, 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 I think it is psycho to want that little square of green when it's like if you just kind of let stuff go, you'll get butterflies and you'll get yeah. like you know, like I, I, it 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 boggles my mind. It really does. Yeah. No, I just don't get it. It's one of those things where I'm like, what kind, like, what kind of weirdo are you? It's like, okay, Patrick Bateman, you have a perfect green patch. Like, is that really what gets your rocks off? Like, no, and then it's like, and then it's like, what? And then you get up at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday when everyone that's not clinically insane is trying to sleep so you can mow it. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. That's like um, sex toys or something. Like, get a, uh, really, get a real hobby. Get a get a get a real grown up hobby. All right, like put away your Fisher Price lawnmower. Start a dildo collection. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 2023. We're all starting dildo collections instead of having lawns. That's what we're putting out into the world. That's um, hey, you know what? I I sign off on that affirmation. I think um really the witchy community can get on board with this. Oh yeah. I mean, look, I follow so many witches on Instagram that are into sex magic, and I'm like, the number of like ads I get for crystal dildos is really inspiring to me. 
It's aspirational, is what it is. <laughs> oh, good lord! Well, um, I think it's about that time. Uh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta go to work. I gotta. I really, honestly, um, should be trying to sleep more. Yeah, it's good for you. And I'm still getting over being sick, and I'm gonna have to get groceries at some point today. And my dog is losing her mind, so you know, I gotta go walk her too. Uh, yeah, be, she's, she heard the word. She heard the word. She heard the word. The word was bird, and she went off. Um, <laughs> so I guess Nick, how are we going out today? Um, I don't know. To all of you New Year's bitches. Yeah, to all of you New Year's lucky number seven bitches. Blessed be bitches. Blessed be bitches. We're looking forward to uh, spending another year with you guys. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye now. Yeah, she's like, okay, look, I understand you've been sick, but you must understand that's not my fucking problem anymore.